0: fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever and with fishing booker you can experience it too no matter where you are discover your next adventure on fishing booker i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you us in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know,
1: more doors. The show is called The, the deal.
0: deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
1: Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, and you're coming to listen to the next seven days with Cody, um, absolute stone cold killer out there on public land, and this episode is going to get you fired up about these coming days. Um, you might have tagged a buck in there our bred already. You might be in a different state. You might be on your second buck tag. You might be like me and hit a buck in the shoulder and didn't tag a, a buck this um, this early rut. But it is far from over, boys and girls. There's still a lot of good hunting going in. And me and Cody dive in on this episode and we cover exactly what he does during this time to have the success that he's had over the years. Um, I'm going to add something new at the beginning of the show that I want to do. Um, uh, Over the months of doing this show, um, especially this year, um, there comes a time of like, you know, why am I doing this show? Or how long am I going to do this? Um, And the amount of uh, love and support that you guys have sent me um, this season during deer hunting is just unbelievable. The amount of messages that people said, hey, you really helped me kill a buck this year or this episode with this guest was awesome. Um, just people telling me, appreciate you doing the show. I mean, it's just, um, I really, really appreciate all that, guys. And uh, you're motivating me to definitely keep going. Um, but my new mesh- me- uh, mission with this show, uh, my new drive, my new focus is to make an impact um, with hunters, like I have been from the very start, but also make an impact um, on people's lives with this show. So I'm going to be doing a weekly call out um if you feel drawn to do this call out, do it. If you don't, um don't. Wh- whatever you want to do. What I'm trying to do here is I'm trying to make the world a better place um one Wednesday at a time. Um and uh this week's monthly or this week's call out um is message a friend. Um fam friend or family. Um tell them to have a badass day. Um, tell them you're proud of them. Maybe they killed a buck. Maybe they've been struggling to kill a buck. Maybe they've been working out. Um, maybe they've been doing really good at work. Um, tell them they've been kicking ass. Um, that small message to a person you haven't talked to for a while, a guy you talk to every day, your brother, your dad, your sister, I don't care what it is. That small message of, um, I hope you have a kick ass day to do. Just thinking about you, man. If you ever need anything, you know, I'm here that small 30-second text message could literally impact someone's day um, and week life to make them um, be a lot better um, during that day. Maybe they're going through something tough in that exact moment, and you can literally change the mindset of them um, going forward. Um, so imagine if 150 people did that, you know, 10% of the people that listen to this show. Imagine if 150 people did that, what the impact and trajectory of those messages would make um, because, you know, if that made their day, they're going to make someone else's day. They're going to be a little bit happier and the trains is going to keep rolling. Um, so I'm going to do a call out. If you do do this message me, let me know, have some accountability with me. Um, I'll, I'll have some accountability with you. I'll tell you, I'm going to do the same thing tomorrow. Um, I do this multiple times. I'm going to pick a, a dude um, and message them and tell them, you know, tell them something that I'm proud of them for um something i've noticed that he's doing good on um and uh and just let him know you know it's it's uh there's not enough people out there that are supporting each other everybody wants to succeed i understand that but um supporting each other is um more important than you think and having friends that you know are there you know they're there but just having them say it and reassure it is, is nice so if you want to have some accountability um text me facebook message me patreon message me Instagram message me whatever you want to do um, that is my call out for you guys this week but getting the people that make this possible Exodus Outdoor gear guys if you haven't checked out the vault make sure to get on there. the best savings of the year are in the exodus vault right now at exodus dot com Um One thing I wanted to mention with them is so many messages um, during this rut time of this camera's down um, this company, blah, blah, blah. I've just seen it on Facebook. I'm getting personal messages. Um, with Exodus customer service is something that you do not have to worry about. You are going to get an email back. You're going to get a call back. They're going to take care of you. They're going to refund that camera up to five years, guys, five years. Okay. That's a long ass time. There's no ifs, ands, buts about it. If it ain't working, you're getting a new one. Um, so that's just something to think about when you're purchasing that new camera It's Exodus Maybe a little bit more expensive. a rival. Maybe a little bit more expensive than some other cell cams out there. Yes, but do those cell cams have a five-year warranty that's gonna actually pick up? Someone's gonna actually pick up the phone or email you back when you have a problem with your camera or are you just up shit creek. Um, so just keep that in mind. Um, Rec Broadheads. You guys know I'm shooting the two-blade expandables this year. They've been wrecking deer all over the place. Um, shout out to Garrett. Um, you know who you are. Um out there in Nebraska slayed a giant um and uh with a with a wreckhead. Matt killed a giant, Alex killed a giant. Um I'm trying to kill a giant with one, hit hit one on the shoulder. Um never a good moment there, but uh it is what it is. But if you want to support a badass company, good heads, good dudes, um check out rec broadheads use code WLP fifteen, save you fifteen percent at checkout. Um and if you have any supplement needs, you want to work on your life, you want to work on your fitness, um, you want to work on just getting some vitamins and mobility back, reach out to me. Uh, the with a, uh the amount of people that have been reaching out to you recently about wanting to change what they got going on, and I know it's getting close to the end of the year with New Year's resolutions and shit coming down the pipe. Um, but it's been awesome to talk with you guys and uh, and you know know what you're struggling on, and I'm I'm telling you what I struggle with. And just kind of making that relationship and growing from there. Um, so if you have any, you know, any issues like that, reach out, man. I'm not gonna judge. I'm here to help you. That's what I want to do with this podcast. I want to make people better hunters, along with myself, and I'm gonna imp- impact people's lives in the biggest way I can. And uh, hopefully, you guys can get along on board with this new, uh, new drive and inspiration I have. Um, but that's the way this show is gonna run from here on out. Um, but we're always gonna bring badass whitetail content. And that's what I'm bringing down the pipe right now um, with Cody Hoon. Here we go, boys. All right. We got Cody on. How's it going tonight, brother? It is fantastic. Very, very excited. We are in mid-November. We're talking about mid-November here, the 15th to the 22nd. Um, This is, like like you say, you think it's the absolute best time, but it's top tier for the best deer hunting that you're going to have throughout the year for sure um give a quick intro and then we're going to get right into this
2: yeah so i'm Cody Hoon from Public Land Whitetails uh i'm on pretty much all social media platforms and uh you know quick intro i i hunt giant bucks on public land and you guys are welcome to check out my channel and uh, i uh, i put footage out to back up my uh, my credentials to talk so
1: for sure and i know this is your favorite time of the year that's why i wanted to have you on to talk about um in the next seven days series. Um this is one of my favorite times of year as well. Um this is where I've seen some of the, the biggest deer um out there hunting is in this time. Um but uh what in your opinion what are those bucks doing during this time frame?
2: Yeah, so right now what they're doing is they are coming off their main breeding portion of, of their does and they are moving in the daylight desperately seeking that final dough. they know it's coming sometimes it can gear towards that 20th 22nd time frame sometimes it's literally right now these next couple days and this right now I will argue till i blue in the face maybe not for average low age class middle age class you know low scoring bucks but I'm talking the true, the true giants, the ones that go in the record books, the booners, man, the big boys, the ones that have always eluded you right now. Absolutely right now, and in, in up and through the twentieth here, the twenty second, this is when they're gonna daylight. And they're going to make a mistake 100%. And it's, it's, it's almost always the biggest, most mature buck in an area. The one who's dominant, the one who's been around the block, knows his area and knows where the does are. And we're going to get into that in a second. But that's really what it's going to boil down to is it's, it's going to really boil down to the does and some really cool tips and techniques to deal with those and, and, and just accumulatively pressure from out the whole year.
1: I agree, and I, I feel like it goes, you know, you can get to about that twenty fifth, twenty eighth time frame, and you missed your window. Um, you might get one little yeah. glimpse at the end, um, but you're at the tail end, and, you know. And if you if you haven't got it done yet, th- and a lot of people during this time are discouraged, they're, you know, man, I went late October, I went to, you know the best days of the rut, you know, and you didn't get it done, and now I'm into this time frame, but I have seen the biggest deer from the 15th on in the woods frequently, like the deer that you get on trail camera, like you said, that never daylight, you never had him in daylight. You're out there and you catch him with a doe and th- yes. in like a random spot, you know, where he might not be a lot of times. And you're out there just kind of hunting a doe group, just like you are, you know, you're just trying to get lucky. But uh, let's, let's dive into that, that the doe group theory that you have.
2: Yeah, so it's um, it's kind of a bunch of compounding factors. So first off, the, the reason why I really like this time frame is uh, a lot of guys are discouraged and they're out of the woods. They take their vacation the first week or two, um, or even October in the first week in November, they're out of the woods. This is especially on public land. They're just, everybody's out of the woods. 80% of guys are done, they're over with, they're tired, they're burnt out, and they're gone. And if you don't think bucks notice that pressure relief, then man, you're you're crazy because they've just been you know pushed hard for two weeks. They're going to two even three weeks if you really want to bring it down from October. They're going to notice and they're going to use that to their advantage when they can start moving more. They're going to have just less scent moving around, less sightings, and that's going to allow them a little bit more free range of movement. Um, so that's number one. Number two, moving into what I predominantly and where I predominantly hunt, it's, it's specifically large doe groups. And the reason why it's large doe groups is for a couple of reasons. One, there's usually a couple fawns that get dropped in there. And two, like yearlings and fawns, and two, lar- or just a majority of does and having a lot of those does, one or two of those does just inevitably are not going to get bred um, or they're just going to come back around. And also those fawns are going to come off of those, those early does in that large doe group and like those year and a half does, and they're also going to come in. And so essentially it's, it's like a whole another, you know, peak rut again. And, but the, the beauty of it, it's not peak rut everywhere. It's peak rut in this five to 20 acre pocket of where these does are. And guess what? does here today here stay they're always predictable and it's so so easy to get in there and if you know this doe group and you know how they move and you know where they're going for food you just slide into the deepest part of that cover you set up and you just wait because if you think that that giant five six seven year old buck who's been cruising this area doesn't know Every year at this time, everybody leaves. I can move a little bit farther. I'm not going to see people in the daylight. I can go over here and check this large group of does where there's been no pressure because everybody always runs their cameras on these doe groups. And, oh, man, I only get those. I only get does. I only get does. And so they don't end up hunting them because they've ran their cameras in the summer and October and even early part of November. And they're only getting these does because these are doe bedding areas. These are not – necessarily big mature buck bedding areas and so people don't hunt them in which just adds to a whole nother section you know a whole nother category of not having pressure plus everybody leaving the woods and then you go out there, you slide in on these, these does, and because it's not a perfect mature buck bedding area, you're going to have more opportunity. That buck's not going to be as safe. He's feeling like he's more mobile. He's going to be moving in daylight. He's going to slide in there. He's going to check every single one of these does. You're bound to have either a young one or one of these does that didn't get bred in there. And again, it's not going to be a really awesome mature buck bedding area. So the cover's probably lacking. That doe's going to move around a lot more. It might even be closer to 50 the does are going to all get up and try to move, and that buck's going to try to core that dough into that tiniest, the best-covered part of that area. And it's just going to get him moving, and that doe's not going to like it because instead of all the does being split up and you're seeing lone does everywhere, the majority of them are all going to be grouped and wanting to leave, and it's only going to be one, maybe two that are being pushed around. And she's going to fight to want to go with her group, and again, it's just going to make that buck have to get up on his feet more in the daylight and push that doe around, and it's just going to allow you more of an opportunity, more of a chance – on that buck. And in this time frame, it's always, 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 always the biggest of the biggest because they're always the ones that have the most experience, that know the area the best, know where all these does are, know where these high doe groups are. And there's always one that come in in this time frame, and they're going to be out there moving it. Not to say that you won't get younger bucks and whatnot in there in on the action but it really comes with age with these bucks of understanding and having the knowledge of the area, and that's why they're in there. It's because these other bucks that are three years old and even even a four-year-old, and especially the two-year-olds, they just don't have enough experience to know that this doe group over here, there's always one that comes in during this time. And so it's really just going to be your big boys. And favorite time, again, they're just daylighting they're you know moving and and this can kind of carry my favorite time frame is the 15th to the 22nd I just start hopping around and if I don't see with one a one-day hunt if I don't see a big buck moving around in there I instantly just move on to another big doe group that I know about and uh and you can even tail this into into the end of the month essentially your odds in my opinion after about that 22nd to 25th they 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 pretty much drop. But if you keep doing this and you keep hunting this way all the way till about the end of the month, you do have that odds of running into that situation. And I've noticed that, again, the 15th through the 22nd, I find the most big bucks are out there doing it. But I have seen some bucks – you know, 22nd on towards the end of the month that are still doing this. And, and usually those ones are even bigger. They're, they're the really big bug, the monarchs are the, the guys who have just been around for years and, and I've just seen some giants, but are you talking odds and probability and fun? And just the time to be out there, definitely 15th through the 22nd.
1: Yeah. One, one thing I've noticed during this time frame, I don't know if it's true for you, but a lot of that movement is first flight, and then it kicks back up like that 9, 10 o'clock. It's like those does get anxious during that time, and they get back up, and that buck's pushing them around um, during that 9, 10 o'clock frame. And during this time, most people have been hunting for a long time. They're getting kind of discouraged, and they might go out for the first hour. But you're missing a lot of good movement during that time of the day um, if, you're, if you're packing it in.
2: You you have to sit till ten, man. I mean, you at least at least ten. If you got something going on, then I guess get out of the woods. But you have to sit till ten. I during that time frame, I won't. It's if I haven't seen anything and it's ten thirty, I might hop out of there. But I'm I'm staying till ten for for certain. I actually see more movement around that nine to ten range. That's that's when my prime time is. I mean, yeah, you could, I can could you too. could get in late and then hunt that time yeah. frame, and. You know, and then when you're talking rolling into the evening hunt, um, you know, those does are going to want to get up and feed. And they're, you know, it's getting cold and they've been pushed and, and they want to go eat. And so I would say make sure you get in a little early because a lot of times it's well before dark yeah. that that buck is up with that doe because that doe's trying to leave to go get food. And those does always hit that food source early, especially coming into this time of year. And, uh, so, you know, it's, it's kind of a weird window timing wise, because everybody's thinking last light, first light, last light. And it's not, it's actually a little bit after and a little bit before. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm seeing as well. It's like the does, you know, they get pushed back in there, you know, they might browse, they might bed, but then that buck gets anxious to get that doe away from the group. And then all of a sudden at nine, 10 o'clock, you got chasing all over the place and you ain't seen shit all morning, you know, and then boom, you got... You know, because that that, buck, that doe could have been back into bed before it even even sunup, and you missed the yep. opportunity. But that buck, is you know, he's either coming off a of doe, he didn't find a doe, he bed down a little bit in the morning, and now he's like, I got to get up and make something happen. Um, mm-hmm. Because his window's getting pretty short, like you said. Desperate. The, the time desperate. frame's over, so he's desperate to find something out there. And whether he's found a hot doe um, or like you said, he just knows there's a shitload of does in this area. And the odds of one being hot is good. Yeah. Um, that's, that's where you want to be. And that's exactly how I hunt. I just go to those doe bedding, those does that I know during this time of the year, there's always something bumping around, you know, yeah. trying to, trying to fill it in. And-
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you're hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal.
1: Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And like we had mentioned before, there's some times where I have no bucks in the area at all until this this two weeks this week and a half there's like nothing there no sign nothing and and the bucks aren't making sign you know they're mm-hmm. they're looking for that dough during this time frame so you're going somewhere oh it's all dough it's all dough bedding um but one thing that i found that's king in this this time frame is you got that dough group and you got perfect access on that dough group like you know you're not bumping any of these doughs in tight on their bedding whether it's a row easy road access, a draw or something. You can get off the field easy. Um, you get in there and the those does, they're up browsing in the middle of the day in these yep. areas. You know, you see a fawns get up, browse around, go back down. You look over there at that one in the afternoon and the doe will be up, you know, eating acorns or whatever. And uh, then all of a sudden, boom, up out of the draw, here comes a buck. Like you're like, holy shit, you know, and, if you can get on those does, perfect. And I got a couple spots which like that. Like, I can slip in there. I know exactly where the does are going to be. They're going to come out of that bedding. They're either going to go towards the south or towards the kind of the northeast. And this hopefully if there's a buck with them. They're going to drag them but with me, you know, one or the other. Um, and I've had it where that doe, the does have had no bucks on them, no bucks, and then this time period they got three bucks with them. You're like, what the hell, you know? It's like <laughs> yeah. some something's finally hot in there. And then what's crazy is that I've had the same doe in that group, um, and uh I always has twins. This year, seen twin does out there where I was hanging trail cameras. I'm like, damn doe had a twin again. Same area. Right? <laughs> There's like this little park area and the yeah. doe, those fawns were out there eating middle of the day, you know. I know the mom's in there, bedded sixty yards into the timber. I'm like, that damn doe had fawn- twin fawns again. Like three, four years in a row, <laughs> so there've yeah. been twin fawns out of that that doe group, which is crazy. But um, that's a good asset to say, okay, I know that doe. She had you know twins the last two years, and there's bucks all over her the 23rd. So I probably need to be in here the 22nd, 23rd, 24th. You know, yeah. <laughs> there's a good chance they're going to be back on that on that doe.
2: Yeah and and if you got a group and again I want to reiterate that particularly look for your large doe groups or your young doe groups. That's what we're, everybody talks about hunting doe groups. We're not talking about your generalized doe groups right now. We're talking about your either particularly large groups or your particularly young groups. Those are where your odds of finding a doe are going to be. Yeah. There's going to be random ones in a small group somewhere, but we're talking high odds on uh, high pressure public land sits right now. So that's where you really need to be looking uh, during this, this time frame to, to be finding finding your does and and to kind of couple with that if if you ran cameras like early season and into october and you know and you have areas like you were saying where it's just does 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 take note of those a lot of people just blow them off and Mm -hmm. because they blow them off they don't even hunt them they just won't even hunt them they have their other areas and a lot of does you know people hunt doe groups but they hunt doe groups next to buck bedding where they get pictures of bucks people Mm -hmm. don't hunt doe groups where they only get pictures of does because oh there's no bucks here
1: yeah there might
2: not be any bucks there for most of the year because it's bad bedding or for whatever reason but guess what that large doe group that has zero people in there hunting it zero pressure on public land now has one or two hot does in there and again there's nobody hunting it there's probably nobody hunting in that area and now everybody's also out of the woods because they think, oh, that's done and over. And now you're sliding in to an absolute prime time banger of a spot. And these big boys, and it's only the really the big boys who know about this that are coming in there. And they know, hey, nobody ever hunts here. There's never any smell. I don't smell anybody. I don't ever wind anybody. I don't ever see anybody. I'm pretty relaxed. I'm moving in the day. There's these does in here, and you're sliding right in, and and you're making something happen. And so I, you really need to be excited about this time of year because I am. If I haven't got it done, you're not down and out. That's for for, yeah. for darn sure. You're you're actually, you know, arguably, if you're talking mature bucks you're in, you're in the prime time. Here you go right now for desperate seeking on public land.
1: One other thing I want to mention on those doe groups, um, that I think there's a misconception during this time is, you know, people think, you know, there's a really, there's a good doe group in here. Um, you know, it's in a really good area. Um, but what I see is those sub dominant doe groups during this time. That's where those big boys are at. You know, those Mm -hmm. dominant does that have the best bedding, the best food, they're going to get bred, before the subdominant does, in most case scenario, because those bucks are going to be more confident in the area, with better cover, better bedding, yep. um, and this the group that I am always always have does on this. It's kind of a shit area. It's kind of a little bit more open. The bedding's not very good. It's kind of a little further away from ag, and it's a subdominant doe group. It's yeah, 100%
2: what I was getting at. Yeah, There's there's a lot of smaller perfectly.
1: does in there, young does that have got kicked out of those good bedding areas. Now they're in this kind of, you know, lack of a better term, the shittier bedding for the does, you know, okay. um, and that's where these bucks are at during this time. They've already hit the good doe bedding areas and bred those dominant does. Now they're in those subpar areas where you're like, why in the hell is this buck here? Like, that's what you're thinking when you see him. but it makes sense when you lay it out like you did. You know, these does haven't been bred yet. They're not an area where there's a lot of bucks because there's not good food. There's not good cover. Um, But there isn't a lot of bucks there, so there isn't pressure there. And these doe groups are, you walk in that area, you're like, man, this kind of looks like a shit area to hunt. Um, But there's still does bedded there somewhere. And if you can find that sub doe group, um, especially this time of year, um, and then get that historical data of, okay, oh, yeah, there was bucks on these does during this time, whether it's sighting or trail cameras. That's consistently going to happen in those areas because those subdominant does are going to get kicked out. Those young does are going to get kicked out to this shittery area every single year. And there's going to be new, fresh yearling does in that area. Um, And that's what I see a lot of times is it's not – Sometimes there's bigger mature does in there, like you said, but a lot of times it's those year and a half year old does, you know, that I've got ran out yep. of the prime bedding by the bigger does. And now they're in this janky area where nobody's hunting because like you said, there's no bucks, but now all of a sudden there's three world-class deer in there because there's a the only hot doe within a mile is there, you know, instead of
2: it's a, it's a revolving door. And, and to touch on the does getting kicked out, the actual, don't quote me, but to my understanding, the actual science behind that is, um, when you have a doe group in these prime primo bedding areas, the, the older does, which will usually be like uh, a mom and her first or second, like daughter, um, they'll have their group and they they maintain that size in that prime bedding but that's only so big so when her daughters that mom that mother has her daughters and her daughters have daughters those daughters every year end up getting kicked out yeah and because they they'll stay for the first year but it's there's there's year and a half two-year-old those that are pretty small still they get booted out because now they're having daughters and and in that 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 area is now too condensed with does and so they get booted out and what ends up happening is you'll have you know, three or four of those, I guess you could call them the monarch or the main doe groups in an area and then you'll have your your crap bedding which will kind of conjoin the area in, in between and you'll have multiple of these uh, younger age class does grouping in that subdominant bedding area. And they're, you know, depending on how many they've had, and again, it can cause a larger amount of does to congregate in that one spot. Yeah, hot. that's what I and see too. They're like... also of that younger age class. And then again, you know, like you were saying, like nobody's hunted them in that area. Nobody's been in there and it's just these does and it's not a great buck bedding area and it's not even near a great buck bedding area, but there's three giants on them. Well, it's because they're the only ones in that area. And all these older bucks know, hey, now I'm breaking off my good bedding. I'm breaking off my good does. Here's my last chance. I need to move in there.
1: Mm-hmm. And like like you're saying, a lot of those doe groups, they're groups of three, groups of five, you know, in the prime areas, groups of six maybe. Um, mm-hmm. You get in the shittier areas, they could be 10, you know, 10, yeah. you know, little does in there. And you're like, okay, my odds are really good. There's a shitload of does in here. Um, and like I said, it's that subpar bedding where that, and a lot of times it's just more open when I say subpar yeah. bedding, it's just, there's not a, the best cover and it's further away from the food than the other, you know, other deer. And, um, it, it's just crazy that, you know, there's a, there's a steps on the ladder for people. There's steps on the ladder for deer as well, bucks and does. And what yep. I think a lot of, there's a misconception that people don't understand the, the doe groups, and it's hard to tell whether it's a dominant doe group or a subdominant doe group, but you just kind of have to go off of if I was a doe, what bedding would I want to stay in, you know? <laughs> and then you're no right away, like this is way better for for pressure for you know people getting in there closer to the ag, better cover, um, and then it dawns on you, okay, these are my subpar does because why would they live there if they could live with the other doe group? There's a yeah, reason yeah. why they they're not there.
2: And the easiest way to, to do that if, if you just want to go off of simplicity is just just look for young toes
1: yeah that's it yeah just look, look for young. fawns yep. year look. and a
2: half fawns yep. and you find a bunch of those and just start hunting the crap out of them <laughs> and, and some of those fawns they'll even come in, in like late december and january
1: depending I know, on where
2: you're so you can really just start looking at okay well here's food here's just this, this group and and maybe you're on small private property and there's your one group or you just don't have a lot of public or you just don't have time to go look for these other does, you know, if you are really down and out and you really have nothing else and, and you have no Intel, it's like, you could honestly, from the 15th on, just, just stick with that doe group. And, and eventually uh, a buck will come in, you know, depending, you know, and just get between them and the food. And, uh, you know, it's, I, I'm going to warn you, you're going to have, as once you get out of the, that 20 20th 22nd time frame it's going to get tedious
1: because yeah. you're only
2: going to see the same little goes every single day and mm-hmm. you're going to be like what am I doing and then that one day, you know, whether it's towards that twentieth time frame or, you know, late December, or whatever, uh, you're gonna be sitting there, and that little doe is gonna be trying to, you know, pop out of that little bedding area, and there's gonna be a, a, a you know, a giant for whatever area it is. Yeah. You know, maybe that's a 120 for you or a 160 for me, and he's gonna be honored.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing too, man. It's just like you're out there, you're already discouraged. You've you, People are thinking they missed a the rut and you're out there and you're not seeing a lot of deer because they're not moving like they were, you know, in the past. And, you know, there's less hunters out there. And 90% of the hunters you feel like have already shot their bucks. So there's less bucks out there and you're just downplaying this time of year because, you know, gun, oh, gun season's coming up. You know, a lot of gun uh, during this time of the year, gun season's yep. coming. And that's going to screw up the deer. But the main thing the main message is there's still a really good chance to kill the biggest deer of your life, not only the biggest deer of the season, the biggest deer of your life during this time period. Um, and like I said, that Thanksgiving time period, the week before that, incredible times. And especially like if you get a really good front during this time, oh, look out, dude. It can be absolutely magical out there because that's just going to make those does move more which is going to make those bucks move more. And, um, that's what you have to think about this time. Everything's still revolving around the does, different does, different game plan, slower action is yeah. in a nutshell, what I would say this time frame is.
2: And, uh, and, uh, to kind of go with that as well, again, don't quote me, but I believe statistically the true biggest, like score wise biggest bucks that are shot, um, uh, have been shot usually after the fifteenth to the end of November.
1: Yeah, that's um, when, yeah, that's that's when I've seen the absolute like mega giants out there. Yeah. and, and it, like I said, a lot of times it's like never seen the deer before, no history of it, just a huge giant buck cruising through there during yeah, gun those, season. You know, that's
2: the times where like potentially you're you know maybe two miles away, you had you got to watch this just giant on this perfectly manicured farm that nobody gets to hunt and you're like man i wish i had ever get to hunt those giant bucks and you've been hunting 120s 130s all year well yeah during this time frame you might go and sit and not really see those type of bucks and you're like wow well, you know a week or two ago i was seeing one a day or one every other day well now you're hunting over here and the one deer you're gonna see might be that buck from two miles away yeah, that you got to see in the summertime sure. that's just this giant off that manicured farm mm-hmm.
1: so main message don't give up Keep swinging out there during this time frame. It's hard as hell. You've been hunting hard. People have been posting bucks. And if you ain't got it done, it's it's frustrating. But um, it's not over till it's over, as they say. And and uh, hopefully co- the Cody's combined here got you excited <laughs> for this time of the year um, to not hang up the bow, get out there, and, and keep swinging. Anything else you want to say before we wrap this up?
2: Yeah. Uh, somebody's always going to be a hero during this time frame. Don't let your uh, negative mindset keep you out of the woods. Go out there and be that guy.
1: Right on, man. Way to end it. Perfect. All right. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate you tuning all the way to the end. Like always, get out there. Don't give up on a buck. There's still time. I'm still out there swinging. I'm trying to hit a home run. Still out there striking out, but I don't care. I'm coming back up to bat again and again and again. Um, don't give up on the hunt man there's still a lot of days left in the season i know it's it's hard to see people killing on social and uh your buddies are dragging out bucks and maybe you haven't killed yet maybe you have killed um get back out there man do what you can to, to get on a second buck if you have the opportunity uh, the opportunity in your state or go to a different state whatever you can do um enjoy the season you never know how many you have left um you know like always try to do the right thing try to leave a legacy do The weekly call out guys let me know i'm gonna be i want to be accountable for you guys message me let me know how it goes um have an impact on people's lives um so they can impact yours um for the better um like always i'll be right here next week ready to rip another episode um talking some more deer hunting and we'll probably be talking uh my rut recap fill up story of my rutcation and the gun season weekend and how it went. Maybe I'll have a buck down. Maybe I won't. But we'll, we'll cross that road when we get there. Like always, if you guys need anything, reach out to me anywhere on social, um, email, text message, whatever you need. Let me know. I'm here for you guys. Love you guys. And Whitetail Legacy is out.